views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on right here on Transformation Talk Radio. We got a super, super show for you today. You know, uh, one of the things that I've noticed and really reflecting on more often than not right now is what does it mean to say yes to things in our lives? And what does the yes really do for us? How does it take us on a path, move us in a direction and reveal to us reveal to us some of the things we're not quite familiar with. And what do I even mean by that? What I mean by that is I was talking to my co-host today on the show, TJ Woodward, and we were talking about the yeses in our lives. You know, what is it about us now that we are seeing that maybe a yes that we said, I don't know, a few years back, has really leading us to a pathway which neither one of us expected us to be to be on. And there are many that I can talk to in my life, as you will hear from him today. He's a spiritual author, an awakening coach, inspirational speaker, addiction counselor. He helps people people get through transformative, profoundly difficult change. And, you know, he does this in simple but powerful teachings. You know, there's one thing I learned about simplicity No one ever said that simple and easy are tag team friends. Nobody said that. You know, simple doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have to do some work. And today, as we talk about his ministry, which is Awaken Living Spiritual Center in San Francisco, he's also the author of the book Conscious Being, Awakening to Your True Nature, and the host of Awaken Living TV and Awaken Living Radio. And that's what today's show is about. But what is it about the dots that we get to connect in life that would have us today talk about conscious recovery, the addicted self? My co-host, TJ Woodward, what is it that I know about being tapped on the shoulder that he's going to reveal in today's show that really pulls us forward to do some of the most unexplained, unexpected things in life. TJ, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Pat, and thank you for that beautiful introduction, and I'm really looking forward to delving into, in (laughs) particular, when you're talking about saying yes, because that's been a big theme for me in the last couple of years. Well, let's talk about this because I, you know, I like to think about it as connecting the dots only because as a kid, you know, I had a few things that I remember. I always remember we used to go out to diners a lot. You know, when you live in New Jersey, you go eat at a diner, right? 
probably not in San Francisco, certainly not in Seattle. But in Jersey, you got diners. In Philly, you got diners. And when you go to the diner as a kid, you get these the, these things, these uh, placemats. And you get the colored crayons. And as a kid, you connect the dots. And when you connect the dots, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's an animal. And it's a rabbit or it's this. So here's my question for you. You know, today's show, Conscious Recovery, The Addicted Self, there are dots that have been connected in your life. Sometimes we can see where the drawing is going. Other times we cannot. And I guess what I would like to ask you before we delve into this is tell me about some of the dots that are being connected for you and how is it leading you to your next indicated thing? Well, thank you, Pat. I, you know, when I wrote my first book, Conscious Being, to be honest with you, the last thing I would have imagined, honestly, is my second book being focused on recovery. Uh, that world, you know, my own personal experience, our last show was my own story of my addiction and recovery that happened nearly 30 years ago. And I'm so grateful for that. And I've been working in the field of addiction recovery, doing spiritual work. I'm the spiritual director of Foundations Intensive Outpatient Program in San Francisco. I have a great passion for that work. And over the course of the last couple of years, the dots that have been connected for me is recognizing how many people in our world and in our country in particular that are really addicted. And I know we're going to talk about what the addicted self is. And what I've recognized in my work is that spirituality and consciousness play such a vital role in awakening and in recovering from addiction and moving into a life of more love, more connection, more happiness. And so what is happening for me is that it feels like it's this inner knowing that it's time for me to write this particular book, which is going to be called Conscious Recovery, and talking about moving from treating behaviors and uh, symptoms into getting down to the root causes of addiction and being able to offer some practical tools and some spiritual concepts that will help people break the cycle of addiction. So there was a, a long period of time, maybe six months or so, when I was like, oh, I don't know if that's the next book. And then one day I woke up and thought, okay, yes, this is something that I'm ready to bring into manifestation. But, you know, isn't it interesting? And let's talk about the process if we could for a moment. You know, the process is, I love this. You know, I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't know, but there it is. And, you know, honestly, that is really what happened to me uh, 13 plus years ago. And I was just sharing this with Jessica because I was listening to her talking with somebody today at the office. And I just thought to myself, yeah, wow. How great life is, TJ, when we could let go and get out of the way and know that something is showing up in our lives because there's something in there for us to look at. Without a doubt, you know, the beginning of this year, I created a process called, you know, a five-step process to consciously create in your life. I'm not going to get into that. That's for a different show. But one of the steps is visioning. And mm -hmm. the difference between visualization and visioning and what happens when we tap into visioning, meaning we listen to that deep inner wisdom, yeah. that has answers that our minds, you know, my mind would not have said, I know the next book should be about addiction. But that inner wisdom, that inner yearning definitely showed up. And what I've learned 
is how to say yes to that, even if it doesn't make sense, uh, you know, in my logical mind. So that's really was the birth or the, it is the the process of birthing this new book. I want to, can, I, I just have to ask you about this. You know, I love that we're talking about spirituality, conscious recovery, and our logical mind. Um, and, you know, there are a number of things that, you know, come to the forefront for me. Um, some people think, oh, it's got to be this way. Other people think it's got to be that way. But, you know, we might be, you know, this might be a simple conversation, but this is a complex dynamic. And I, I don't know that I want to, you know, kind of blow by that. You know what I mean? I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, even I... the word spirituality for some people, it's like, uh, are you talking about God? Are you talking about Jesus? Well, wait a minute. I talk about Buddha. Uh, how about the sun god Ra? And, <laughs> right? And right. so, you know, this really, you know, so when you describe this, it sounds really, really simple, but it does require us to show up in a much more um, complex way, doesn't it? It's, it's interesting because, you know, yeah. it's, it's always both this and that when we really break <laughs> it down and and so it's profoundly simple on one level, profoundly yeah. simple to recognize that, you know, it's it's our stories and our mind and our ego that has kept us locked in our, a self-imposed prison, whether that's addiction or simply being addic addicted to thought, being addicted to our logical mind. And yet it does feel very complex because it's both mm -hmm. a process uh, and an event. In other words, mm -hmm. it, it can happen in a, it can take a lifetime and it can happen in an instant where we have this awareness of something that is greater and truer than what we've always believed, uh, who and what we were or what we are. I love that you mentioned spirituality. You know, language is very important and then it's also limited in some way. And there are certain words that when we use, people will have different connotations. And I've looked for a new word for spirituality. You know, I'm the spiritual director. I'm a spiritual yeah. counselor. And people have a different idea of what that means. Yeah. Yeah. I love the word, by the way. And, you know, I love that that word is so ancient in its origins. Um, I also love the fact that we can talk about recovery and go back to some very, very early Carl Jung uh, correspondence. Uh, and I, I, you know, I'm not really going to mention correspondence with whom in this show, but correspondence where Carl Jung back in 1931, you know, is looking at situations, you know, somebody he's working with and he's saying, wow, you know, this is a hopeless scenario. And the only resolve, the only resolve is a spiritual awakening. And, you know, and I have this really great letter that I read by Jung, too, about this. He's saying that's what you got to do. 1931, one of the world's, you know, leading, leading folks in the area of psychology. And he's saying, wait a minute, spiritual awakening. That's what we're talking about. And, and by the way, that's not me. Uh, you know, or that wasn't him in 1931. And off we go. So how does your book, and we'll talk about this, come back. How does your book now reflect a modern day view of conscious recovery and recovery in general? Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about, yeah, what is this thing, conscious recovery? What is consciousness? And by the way, most importantly, what is the addicted self? We'll be right back. 
you ready for a radical shift in your way of being? Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Awakened Living Radio is a show dedicated to helping you embrace a life filled with profound peace, connection, and happiness. TJ Woodward is passionate about helping you find your clarity, balance, and purpose. Join co-host TJ Woodward and Dr. Pat Basili on the first Monday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for Awakened Living Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey everyone, meet my friends at the Maca team. The ancient Inca root vegetable Maca is known worldwide for its huge array of health benefits. As a family-run company of true Maca specialists, the Maca team is here to bring you the best Maca the Peruvian mountains has to offer. Yellow Maca, used to promote endurance, vitality, fertility, hormone health, and much more is on sale now. I love it. Visit themacateam.com to order yours now. Themacateam.com. Are you ready to thread your life with intuition? Intuit Apparel can help you do just that. This is not just about a piece of clothing. This is about a movement, an awakening, and staying centered in life. Your life. Intuitive and host of the radio show, Get Into It, Lynn Brown, was given this image with the intention of a clothing line designed to represent the essence of life itself. Visit IntuitApparel.com now and wear your intuition with pride. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. Order your copy of Dr. Friedemann Schaub's The Fear and Anxiety Solution today. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com for more information. everybody welcome back it is so cool to have all of you yeah i love this you know tuning us in and turning us on and you know i love bold bold conversations bold and what i mean by that you know for a bold conversation it's like today's conversation is a bold conversation for those of you out there i want to make sure that if you want to find out more about tj woodward you can find out in a number of ways but first off you can go to tjwoodward.com you can go to awakened livings uh, awakenedlivingsf.org consciousbeingbook.com and we'll give you lots more um 
Today, what we're talking about is conscious recovery, the addict itself. You know, he's my co-host today. And we're talking about, you know, TJ, we're talking about your own transition, really, and your own journey from here's what you wanted to bring to the world. Now, here's something new you're bringing to the world. And we're today we're talking about spirituality. And, you know, I mentioned Carl Jung because I think we have to really start to connect some dots here, don't you think? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it, it's fascinating because I look at addiction treatment over the course of really the last, you know, 60, 70 years. And what I've noticed in a lot of treatment programs now, we're really focusing a lot on behavior. Uh, one of the things that in, in, in the first chapter of my book, which is titled The Addicted Self, I really talk about the four different aspects of being, knowing that there's a mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual aspect to everything. And a lot of treatment really does focus on behavior and a lot on the mental and the physical. And so I'm writing a book that is really addressing consciousness and a lot of the principles that I brought forward in my first book, Conscious Being, and applying to them, applying them to how we recover uh, from addiction and move into a life of more connection and more love. And so the work of Carl Jung is fundamental to me. Wow. He said something so powerful and so simple, and that is when th things are left in the unconscious or the subconscious, they run our life and we call them fate. It's not until we bring it into conscious awareness that we recognize we're choosing. That last line was a paraphrase, but to me, that's what this is all about. It's about bringing in everything that's in our unconscious into conscious awareness so that we recognize we do have a choice. And that to me is the, the, the main focus of the book, Conscious Recovery. Well, and you know, this is really so often we forget when we're talking about recovery, there's something fundamentally, you know, uh, uh, in the conversation that we do forget. And here's what it is. And I'd love for you to talk about this. It is that, you know, no matter what we talk about in the programs that are out in the world, right? The original programs that are out there said, first and foremost, this is a spiritual program. But we forget that. And I wanted to ask you, why is it that if we trace back to the origins of our acknowledgement and awareness of addiction in, in this country, at least, and now in the world, how is it we have easily forgotten those original words and founding uh, notes that say spiritual, uh, not mental, spiritual? I mean, it's everywhere written. What is the resistance here, TJ? Well, I think there are a couple of points that we could bring up at this point in the conversation. Okay, One, I think, is fundamental, and that's the difference between spirituality and religion. What I have noticed is a lot of people, maybe back then and certainly now, interpreted that through a religious lens. In other words, when we started talking about spirituality, they automatically started talking about God. To me, that isn't the essence of spirituality. The essence of spirituality is about a connection or a lack of connection with that inner beingness, that in, that inner essence. You know, my first book, Conscious Being, the subtitle is Awakening to Your True Nature. Spirituality to me is that. It's about awakening, you know, that great remembering of the truth of who we are, which is essentially one with all beings. Now, we might use the word God for that, but we're talking about two different things. And so when it gets 
uh, filtered through the religious lens, one of the things that happens is we we um, lose the ability to to help more and more people because religion is wonderful for a certain percentage of people and it works really well. But what about all those folks that want something different? So that's one conversation about that for sure that I think is really important. Uh, um, you know, I think medical profession has evolved and science has evolved in a, in a way that we're treating the physical and mental aspect of addiction. And I think that that's really important. So I want to be really clear that that, that evolution is an important part what sometimes happens with that, though, is then the spiritual part kind of gets abandoned. So the reason I'm talking about the four aspects of being in the first chapter yeah. of my new book is that it's important that we address all four of those, not just one or two of them. Yeah. And, you know, let's talk about the book for a minute, because, you know, part of what we're talking about today is really looking at aspects of the book that you are writing and talking about the addict itself. And, you know, there are things that you have been able to outline when having that conversation, because you're right. We, we not only are, are in a, a society that is riddled with addictions of all types, but I shared something interesting with you. And I said, to, every 25 minutes, every 25 minutes, right here, right now, every 25 minutes, a child is being born with opiate withdrawal symptoms. And, and, you, and you're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's it. And so now what does that even mean? That doesn't even cover the tip of the iceberg. So when you're asking and talking about the addictive self, what are some of the facets of that that we can talk about? Is it the inner? Is it the outer? What is it? Well, I think that's, you know, the focus of my book, I've broken it down into three sections. Section one, what is addiction, which is what we're talking about today. Section yeah. two, the root causes. And then section three, how we break through, break free from that. So when you talk about addiction and the addicted self, I think, you know, I can put it down to something quite simple, actually. And that is when we have a separation from this truth of who and what we are, when we have that early um, detachment. And we can talk more about that. I certainly know that in the book, I'm going to go into more detail about that. But we be begin to then go on an outer search or an outer focused life, trying to grab something outside of ourselves to try to heal something that feels broken within. And to me, in that in the simplest form, that's addiction. So anytime we're grabbing outside, something outside of ourselves to try to heal something that feels broken within, and what happens is we can become addicted to that because there's a moment when it does bring that sense of connection or that sense of peace, or if nothing else, you know, the, the psychic pain that we're experiencing gets numbed out. So then we get addicted to that and it becomes repetitive and we continue to seek more and more and more outward. And each, each time we do that, we abandon our true self or our essential nature a bit more. Yeah. And, you know, the key elements of this is, is, is what, you know, TJ, I mean, there's a reason that you're focusing on this and that you're writing a book in this way. You know, there are things that we've discovered over time and you shared part of that, you know, by, by sharing Carl, you know, some of the work Carl Jung, but there are some things we've learned, uh, in a, what, uh, 80 year, 80 year, 80 year, uh, a conversation. And really, uh, we have to really start 80 years ago. You know, we cannot start this dialogue before that because there really wasn't a level of awareness. I'm not saying that it didn't exist. 
You know, I'm not saying that addictions didn't exist. I mean, clearly all you need to do is go back to ancient times, 2000 plus years ago. And those folks were party and hardy for sure. But the narrative began in the thirties in this country, correct? And so with that narrative, we've come pretty far, but how has the narrative changed and how will your book help us create a new one? Well, I think a couple of things come to mind in this conversation. Mm -hmm. And and one might perhaps be a conversation for another time, which is what, what has caused us to, at least on the surface, have more addiction in our lives. And I think that is a really incredible conversation to have. And it seems to be ramping up. You know, we talked before, I think, in our last show about technology and what that means and like that at our fingertips, something else to be addicted to, you know, addicted to that news feed. So we live in a very addicted uh, culture. And of course, addiction has been part of it throughout time. It does seem to be heightened. And I'm going to be addressing that some in uh-huh. the addiction itself, because when we talk about the outer focused life, that you could just put United States of America, the outer focused life, you know, because we're taught from such an early age that uh, it's about trying to fix something from outside, trying to achieve. So to answer your question, though, about what my book is going to be bringing forward, uh, that is that we've made all of this incredible, these advances in the treatment of addiction and I don't want to in, in any way minimize the great work that's happening, you know, medically or in the physical part, oh, right. certainly in the mental part. And yet it seems like spiritual disconnection is one of the root causes of addiction. Uh, and so when we, when we look at consciousness and these tools that I offer both in my book, Conscious Being, and of course in my new book, we're talking about reconnecting and reconnecting with our essential self. And from there, shifting from an outer focused life to an inner way of being. And that's really the emphasis of my work. I love it. We're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, you know, TJ is going to share with us a bit more about, you know, what does this truly mean, this addicted self, you know, and perhaps we can talk about what are the four aspects of being, what do they look like? And then how does our view of the world change This is so important. I'm so glad he's doing this in the book. How does our view of the world change through a spiritual lens? And by the way, how does our view of ourselves change through a spiritual lens? Stay tuned, everyone. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to let you uh, uh, look at TJ's going to give us lots of information about how you can find out more about him, but also how you can get a copy of his first book. All right. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life-affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T H E D R patshow.com for listening times in your area. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeleuceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Do you often find yourself feeling overwhelmed, overworked, or exhausted? Are you ready to embrace a life filled with more love, connection, and joy? Best of the month list and five-star rated on Amazon, Conscious Being by author TJ Woodward will awaken you to your true nature. To learn more about how to get your copy of Conscious Being, visit ConsciousBeingBook.com today. Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Uh, for more information about us, go to transformationtalkradio.com. You can also go to the drpatshow.com. For more information about TJ, TJ, what's the best way for people to get a copy of your book? The best way to reach me in general is tjwoodward.com. And there's a link to everything on that site. On the bottom of the site, there's a read button. You just press that and it'll take you right to how to find the book. But of course, you can get it on Amazon. Conscious Being is the name of the book. Great. Thank you. And, you know, today we're talking about conscious recovery. Um, You know, before the break, uh, there are some dots that do get connected. And one of the things I was really struck by is the conversation about the four aspects of being. And I wanted you to talk more about that. I know that you're going to cover it in your book, but it's also part of this conversation. Yeah, I mean, the four aspects of being are simply that we have these different aspects of ourself, which is Uh, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and that we operate in really all four of those rooms. I think the Buddhists call it the four rooms 
Uh, and for me, I recognize that we it's important that we address all four of those aspects. And in my first book, Conscious Being, I talk about the four levels of conscious awareness and assign um, these different levels as we evolve, we move through these different rooms. And the first level of consciousness, uh, I call um, martyr consciousness, but we could also call it victim consciousness. That's a primary focus with physical, right? The physical realm is our primary focus. As we evolve, we move into this other room, you know, the fourth room, which is spiritual or mystical. So um, what I know about addiction in the years I've worked in the field of addiction treatment is that a lot of addiction lives in that first room or victim level of consciousness. You know, the things are happening to me. We believe that the problem is outside of ourselves and the solution is outside of ourselves. And that's just another way to say addiction, right? That there's something out there. And if I just find it, I will finally be okay. So that to me is the conversation of these four aspects that's important is recognizing most addiction kind of lives in that first realm, that victim consciousness. Wow. You know, so how does this connect the dots for us in understanding uh, what the next step is? Or how does it connect dots for us in understanding the pathway to recovery or conscious recovery? Well, I think the first, as we know, Pat, um, we're in working with addiction, the very first step, well, let's just say it this way, when we get to the point where we are willing or able to let go of the addicted, the addiction itself, whether that's drugs or alcohol or sex or shopping or gambling, when we stop that behavior, there are a lot of people that then come into recovery and say, well, I should be great now because I stopped what seems to be the problem. What I recognize in my years of doing this work is that the addiction isn't the problem. The addiction is the solution to the problem that quit working. And I think it's really important because it's a very different framework. And so when when someone comes into treatment or into a counselor's office or to a program that helps them put down the addiction, that's really where the work begins. And I think there's an idea uh, in many people that come out of an addiction is like, if I just stop drinking, I'll be okay. We mm. certainly see that in families, right? They say, well, wait, he just stopped drinking. She just stopped, stopped drinking. Everything should be great now. We finally got there. But that's really where the, the work begins. Well, and, you know, part of this is really looking at, you, you know, knowing that there's an end game in mind. And so let's go back and really talk about that they're the fact that there is an end game in mind. And what do I mean by an end game in mind? And I don't think we can say this enough, uh, TJ. It's always good to remember that the key word is recovery. And many people listening may not have a sense of what that means. You know, for a lot of folks listening to the show, uh, they may be thinking, well, you know, wait a minute. Yeah, I think that's great. But is that what it means? See, when you put conscious recovery together, I think it takes on new meaning. And I'd love for you to comment on what I'm about to say. I think maybe the meaning it takes on is recovery in the world of unlimited possibilities. So what do I even mean by that? What I mean by that is there is recovery where you can go through and settle and just hold on by your fingernails. But there's something that happens when you bring the spiritual nature of things in. And that's really the question I'm asking really is this, you know, is the fundamental difference between just recovery 
or conscious and conscious recovery is the fundamental difference in the way we see spirituality, but beyond that, possibilities. Because one of the things you talk about is looking through the spiritual lens. Yes, thank you. Wow, this is really, this is getting to the heart of what I'm addressing and bringing forward in conscious recovery is that we're not looking at attaining something outside of ourselves. So I see people come into recovery and think that that's, there's still something in the outer realm that needs to happen. What we're talking about is unlearning, dismantling, and returning to that place of wholeness. And that's really kind of the end game, if you will, because you asked that. The end yeah. game is return to wholeness, a return to that pristine self, that inherent perfection that we are. And from there, as you said, that's where we land in and live in a world of infinite potential. This is where we start talking about the quantum field, right? So when we when we dismantle and let go of all those that prison that we've constructed through our own ego, our own beliefs, our own thoughts, and return to that place, that's when we tap into a way of being that's filled with awe, filled with wonder, and filled with connection. And to me, that's really what conscious recovery is. And of course, in that way, the word recovery is is this great returning to who and what we are, this great remembering of our essential self. Well, and, you know, this great remembering is living in the world of possibilities. So, um, you know, part of the conversation that I find, you know, kind of gets lost with folks is the idea that, wait a minute, I'm just really trying to survive. I'm just really trying to survive. And I want to ask you the difference between, um, and perhaps you can talk about this, is the difference between surviving and thriving because that is not a conversation that we generally have. And if we're going to talk about this in conscious recovering, I wonder from your point of view, if there is a difference. There is a huge difference. Uh, and I, I would say that when we are active in an addiction, that by its very nature is surviving, right? We are finding some way to medicate, to numb out, to deal with some sort of spiritual malady or spiritual angst or disconnection that we perceive is happening. That is surviving. Thriving is tapping into, as we have said, that essential self. It's about unlearning all of those beliefs and ideas we've been carrying around. It's shifting from um, a, a mental construct into a spiritual one. We move into a new way of being and seeing the world. And to me, that is how we view life through the spiritual lens. What I mean by that, viewing addiction, recovery in our life through the spiritual lens, is recognizing this pristine self, recognizing this essential self, and looking at the world through those eyes. We could say rose-colored glasses. I love that. I say, bring them on. Let me have more and more <laughs> of those. <laughs> I, I'm kind of with you because, I mean, I think that if we're looking at what is the journey of someone that is suffering and struggling with addiction, certainly there is enough information that you could talk about, which highlights the essence of the suffering. But if that, if that, if that actual conversation doesn't really get to the promises right? I don't care where you go. I don't care if it's a 12-step program, a no-step program, some kind of other retreat center you're going to. Some, I, I, I don't know what it is, but almost across the board, 
don't they all have in common one thing, a set of promises? Yes, because, you know, I think you're bringing up something that is fundamental. When I work with people that are newly sober, sometimes, you know, moving away from negative consequences is helpful, but only to a a point that's so short-lived because, you know, people have a tendency to forget the pain of that. It reminds me of like breaking up, you know, you break up with someone and three weeks later, you're only remembering all the great stuff about him or her. And then you're like, now wait a minute, there's a reason that this relationship ended. Addiction is like that, right? So the, the negative consequences of our addiction only take us so far. At some point, it's important to shift into a focus of what will recovery bring me, Uh, whether we call it promises, whether we call it an awakening, whatever words we use, there's something that pulls us forward into a life of great connection. It it reminds me, I'll tell you just a very short story. A friend of of mine got, got clean and sober when he was 14. I think he now has 40 years clean and sober. And I said to him one time, do you even know if you're actually an addict or an alcoholic? And he said, you know, I actually don't. I was very young. But let me tell you, being sober and being in recovery has brought me such a rich, wonderful, love-filled life. I wouldn't want to trade that to even experiment with that. So it doesn't really matter if that's true. What matters for me is the life that recovery has brought me. And to me, that's a really powerful way of framing what you and I are talking about right now. Yeah, it is. And, you know, this is really, uh, for for all of us listening, this is really what the essence of your book is about. We're going to take a short break, everybody. And when we come back, you know, we're going to talk about what is it about the lens that each of us can begin to do now? What is it about having a spiritual lens? And how it, how has TJ helped people that come from a place of, nope, I don't have it. I don't plan to get it. I don't know what it's about. Uh, how does he help people share that there might be, might be a spiritual lens for them? Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. TheAngelLady.net 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 1-800-323-1790 Sue Storm TheAngelLady.net Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Do you often find yourself feeling overwhelmed, overworked, or exhausted? Are you ready to embrace a life filled with more love, connection, and joy? Best of the month list and five-star rated on Amazon, Conscious Being by author TJ Woodward will awaken you to your true nature. To learn more about how to get your copy of Conscious Being, visit ConsciousBeingBook.com today. (laughs) 
on radio. Find Your Shine with Kelly is the show that celebrates what makes you, you. Join co-hosts Kelly Wadler and Dr. Pat Basile as they break down how to brilliantly fuel and move your body and love what makes you shine. Kelly is a professional arts and wellness coach dedicated to helping brilliant women find their confidence, energy, self-love, and shine. Tune in to Shine On Radio with Kelly and find your shine on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners, award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T H E D R Patshow.com for listening times in your area. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Oh, yeah, loving this, loving this. You know, TJ and I are going to be doing a series of shows. So, you know, this is really. TJ, what we're talking about is kind of the tip of the book that you're writing. It's the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, if I could. It really is at that place. And so, you know, a lot of this has to do with transformation, how people change. And that was kind of my question before the break. It really was about the change element of this, because we are really looking for change. And I guess the question that I was asking you to talk a bit more about is, People just don't always pop in here and say, I I got it. I got the spiritual thing, right? Yeah, that's me. So you really have to work with and have to address in the book a wide range, a wide range of people, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, again, we talked about the word spiritual might be really loaded for some people. So, you know, what we're talking about in looking at life through the spiritual lens is looking at life through that essential self. And the reason I like the word lens, you know, there's a great book by a man named Chuck Chamberlain, uh, Richard Chamberlain's father, actually, who I think he wrote it in the 80s, called A New Pair of Glasses. And it was about his own recovery and how when he shifted the way he looked at things, things seemed to change. And so that's really what we're talking about in conscious recovery That is addressing and looking at how we do view the world. What is this lens? What is this way of seeing and this way of being as, you know, being rooted in victim consciousness where there's something wrong with me and something wrong with the world. And therefore, I need to have something to bring relief, which is addiction to unlearning and letting go of some of those beliefs we've been carrying around changing the lens through which we see the world. And it seems to be incredibly magical or miraculous that all of a sudden the world does seem different. So looking at life through the spiritual lens really is about returning to that essential self and looking at the world in that way and from this new perspective. 
I love it. I mean, there are many things you'll cover in the book. And I would love for you to just take a few minutes to talk about, you know, what's coming in the book and, and why this is so important to you today. Because you and I were talking during the break on the state of affairs that we're pretty much going to be talking about throughout the segments that we're doing. But there is something seriously important to talk about, you know, and that is why now, TJ? Why today? What is motivating you to do this? I think what's motivating me to do this is recognizing how many of us are walking around in pain, you know, and I could actually say we're walking around suffering. Because pain, you know, pain is in the body. It's a part of life. Suffering is a, is, is a way that we view the world. And, you know, at this point in the evolution of consciousness uh, in this country, I, I only speak through that lens because this is yeah. where I live and where I was born. We are in an incredibly addicted society, addicted to outer focused life, addicted to our mental constructs, addicted to the ideas of us and them and competition. If you look at the political race right now, you see that it's getting really intensified. And so I feel like, and I know that I have a calling to bring a, a different message into the world. And there's a lot of us doing it. Thank you, Dr. Pat, for the work you're doing with this. We're having a different conversation here. We're not talking about changing and fixing and manipulating the outer realm. We're talking about tapping into a deeper, truer way of being and shifting our own consciousness and therefore conscious consciousness in the world. So again, you know, in, in my book, Conscious Recovery, I'm going to be talking about, you know, what is addiction, the addicted self, the fragmented self, how we have this original separation, and then getting down to some of the root causes of addiction. And I know we're going to be doing more shows about that. Oh, yeah. The second half of my book is all about how we break free from this and shift into this world of, as you say, of, of infinite possibility or infinite potential. And to me, that's really the message right now is how we shift our own consciousness, how we let go of all of that that we need to and surrender you know, the ultimate surrender that each of us make is to know that we are one with source or one with God or one with love, whatever word we use there. That's the ultimate surrender we're talking about. And the essential, the ultimate essential surrender, right? Because Einstein said it. And I love, I love Einstein. I'm actually starting, I'm, I'm reading more about Einstein and David Hawkins right, right now together. Not to be caught, you know, confused with the Hawking guy. You know, Hawkins wrote Power Versus Force, one of my yeah. favorite books. And I'm rereading it. But what I'm really struck by is how even in our political arena right now, can we please stop trying to solve the problem at the level by which it was created? Thank you. Can we stop that? <laughs> because stop. Hillary, <laughs> Bernie, all y'all, stop. And, you know, the reason that I'm bringing it up is I have to learn this. I have to go back to what Einstein is saying. And boy, aren't you saying it brilliantly here? You're saying, holy cow, we are not going to solve this problem at the level it was created. Well, thank you. And that, you know, it, I, thank you for bringing up Albert Einstein. In my book, Conscious Being, I think he's my most quoted person. And I don't know that a lot of people would put Albert Einstein in the spiritual realm. And to me, his teaching, his learning, oh. his message 
is profoundly spiritual because it really is that 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 quote that you're you're offering that we cannot solve the problem at the consciousness at which it's created. I definitely have that quote in my first book, and of course I love David Hawkins and the way he calibrates <laughs> consciousness. And so you're 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 singing to the choir here, of course, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> but you know this is really something in the world we live in. We can do something major about it. <clears throat> and what I want to kind of say in the wrap up here for the show today, thank you for doing this, right? Uh, but the, the thing I want to say about it is that we are now living in a world where we actually can achieve what Einstein is talking about. I mean, he was talking about the instantaneous connection to source energy that we can have to change and make a difference. And I got to tell you, I, I think it must be me. Maybe I'm getting a little older. Maybe I'm getting a little bit more like, I don't know, a little bit more grumpy, but I'm telling you the anger and resentment stuff, it just is not saving lives for me. Your approach to recovery though, is not that right. Absolutely. You know, I, and, and thank you for saying that, you know, I, I think it's, it's Tesla that said, if you want to know about life, be focusing on energy and vibration. And, you know, there's these great masters that have come and maybe we wouldn't recognize them as masters, you know, and now we are Carl Jung, Albert Einstein. It, this is my book, Conscious Recovery, is going to be a much more gentle approach. This is about learning how to love ourselves at a yeah. very, very deep level and connecting with and being one with who and what we've come here to be. This isn't about being aggressive. This isn't about solving the problem of addiction at the level at which it was created. And thank you for saying it in that way, because looking at addiction and recovery through the spiritual lens is about tapping into something that's so much more gentle and filled yeah. with love and connection. And you know what? You said something too, and I think this is a great way to end the show. What if our dialogue, what if our conversations that were being held in a world were all very different? Hey, you know, Hillary, I really love the way you handle that. Hey, Bernie, you know what, dude? I really love the way you handle that. Hey, Donald, you know what? I really love the way you handle that. You know what? Why not? And so what we're talking about here is conscious recovery. Of course, we're talking about addiction, but what we're really talking about are universal laws. Um, TJ, one last question. What would you like to leave us with? What's your personal message today? And thank you. Thank you so much for this show. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pat. And my personal message for today, because we're talking about what is addiction, I'm going to leave maybe with a little, a slightly different message than I normally would. And that message is, if you find that you are grabbing something outside of yourself to try to fix or solve something that feels broken within, my invitation is for for you to reach out and get some help for that. And what I mean by that is find a community, find a program, find a counselor that you can create a safe space to tap into something that is so much more connected with the truth of who we are, filled with love. This is about letting go of a solution that no longer works. Maybe that's the final message today, Pat. If you yeah. have a solution that no longer works, find help, find support, find a community of people that will support that undoing for you. Awesome. TJ Woodward, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. Yep. We've got lots more coming on the topic. Stay tuned, everyone. More to come up on uh, Transformation Talk Radio. And remember, you got to love yourself first.
You got to put on that oxygen mask first, and then you could spread some love. I will see you next time.